Hey, what's up guys? It's John the Cunningham here, and this is my not-so-expert opinion. And today, my opinion, I think, is going to be something that's not very popular, especially within the um, ranks and realm of the church. Um, but... This wasn't really meant to be my first podcast. Um, as a matter of fact, I recorded my first podcast and then it just seemed like by the time that I was at the end of it, decided that this in fact will not be my first podcast, that what I'm recording currently will be my first podcast. And it's something that I know was going to be controversial and I really don't mean to be you know, too political and the statement itself isn't political, but it tends to really um, draw up shields as far as depending upon how you vote politically. Um, and so, because one is always shouting one, the other one is saying it doesn't exist. Um, and the fact of the matter is, yes, it does exist. So let's just acknowledge it and begin to, you know, help the situation. But so my opinion for today is that if the church as a whole battled racism as harshly as it does homosexuality, divorce, abortion, and, you know, good old pornography, we'd be in a much better place than what we are right now. See, it, it seems like, it's especially, you know, years ago, churches attacked sins that weren't running rampant in their church. And I don't know if it's because they didn't want to offend anybody, if, if they didn't want to have real accountability or what it is, but that's what they did. Gay people don't go to our church. It is a sin to be gay. You are going to hell if you are a homosexual. Okay. Um, Divorce wasn't very prevalent in the church back then. If you get divorced, if you get divorced, you're going to hell God will never look at you at the same. You, you, you're, you're just dirty rags. And it's like, what? Then, you know, so then we, we move on to pornography. Woo, y'all. Y'all watching that pornography? Oh, none of y'all are watching that pornography. Well, these people in the world, they're watching this pornography and they're all going to hell. They're going to hell super quick. You have no idea how fast uh, pornography will get you to hell. Super fast, express lane. And it's like, I get that we need to speak out. And I get that we have to deal with sin. And yes, all those are sin. But bro, deal with something that's prevalent in the church. And I know the numbers are coming out and they're talking about the prevalency of, if that's even a word, of you know, these sins now, but racism has been there way before pornography. You know, racism was there way before abortion became popular. Racism has always been there. And it's like, that's the one that we can't touch as a church. Why? Because well, what I believe, and again, this is my not-so-expert opinion, but my opinion is this. Because people are still racist. That's right. The secret's out. People are still racist. And honestly, it's super, super annoying to me. Because, like, I, I, I get caught 
on both sides because a lot of times something will happen and I'm like, well, that's not racist. And then this group will be like, see, you guys are all stupid. All you say, everything is racist. And then there may be a group of people that's like, oh, yeah, that's racist and it's not racist. Okay, but whenever it is, just because you were falsely accused of being racist before doesn't mean that this instance of racism is excusable. And that's where I'm at. I'm just like, dude, can we deal with this situation like right now? Can we stop saying that there's no way that anybody who voted for Hillary Clinton is a Christian? And can we stop saying that there's no way that anybody who voted for Trump isn't a racist bigot? And it's somewhere in the middle? I mean, how difficult is that? And see, my thing is, you know what? I voted for Trump. I did. I'll be honest. I did. Mainly because, one, I don't like the Affordable Care Act. And two, I'm anti-abortion. That's why That's why I voted. Then I, I see, you know, other people who voted for, you know, Hillary saying, well, I'm this or I'm that. And that's what protects my livelihood. Or I don't agree with this or that because you know, the conservative Republican Christians are actually not doing their job or doing things that really um, are systemically, you know, racist. And honestly, there's some truth to that. And so that's the reason why that I'm kind of like navigating these waters. And trust me, they're very muddy. Like, 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 like this is not clean. But again, you cannot have one body, which let's be real. Christ does not see race. So you cannot have the white church that believes that, oh, Trump is ordained, predestined for this time to bring us out of whatever. And then the black church feeling like they do as far as now they have to pray to God because of the situation that's arose and then say, see, I told you, we know who God is. God vote wanted us to vote for Trump. And then, you know, especially in the African-American church, hear them saying the exact opposite. Somebody's wrong. And I'm not, and honestly, I can't sit here and say, oh, well, see, I told you, Trump got put in office. God really moved. Maybe. I mean, but if you believe that God put Trump in office, Here's where I get controversial. Did God put Obama in office? I mean, does God take plays off? Does does God not answer, you know, the Republican prayers for like the last eight years? And then all of a sudden God just decided to open up the heavens and then answer prayers of Republicans of the white Christian church. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think that people are going to do what people are going to do. That either way, that regardless if a Democrat or a Republican is in office, the power of God still remains the exact same. I mean, we as Christians are not more powerful right now because we have Donald Trump as our president. Are you freaking kidding me? It's Donald Trump. Give me a break. I don't believe half of the stuff that I read or what people say about him 
but I don't think that he's our savior either. Like, come on, like, give me a, like, like, can we at least admit that just like Obama wasn't the freaking antichrist, you know, Donald Trump isn't Jesus. And honestly, it's somewhere in between there. So that's the reason why that I think that as a whole, what we really need to do is say, look, no more Republican, no more Democrat. We're one body. And as a body, I, Jonathan Cunningham, personally, am going to fight for people, especially believers, who aren't white. I mean, that's pretty simple. And I think that if we begin to reach out, and by reach out, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about, well, we have food pantries. What? First of all, newsflash, not all black people are poor. Not all black people are uneducated. Like, give me a break. So, so many people think that, like, especially in the church, like, I've, 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 I've actually heard this, you know, like, in order for us to reach out and branch out, you know, to the um, African-American community, well, we, we just need to, you know, feed them. <laughs> what? Like, that's our only option? Why not love them in other ways? Like, whenever we see that they're being, you know, unfairly targeted, that we stand up for them. Now, I know that, that there's a lot of cases with the whole police brutality thing that aren't, in my opinion, aren't race-related. However, there are some that are. It's like, we feel like that if we fold on one, that means it just opens up the floodgates. Kind of like, like whenever people talk about marijuana, they don't want to legalize it because they don't want crack and heroin to be legal. That's a big jump. That's a huge jump. And that's what I feel about this. It, it, it It's like white people are so afraid to admit that sometimes they get the benefit of the doubt because they're white. I don't know if it's because they don't want to appear racist or if they're afraid of losing it. Yeah. Maybe they're afraid to lose it. And then maybe things will be completely even. And we and, and as a society, we, we don't want to be treated equal. Let's be real. We want to call each other equal, but we don't want to be treated equal. I don't want to be treated equal. And it has nothing to do with the race thing. It, it, it's like if I know somebody and they have a service and I do this all the time or somebody calls me and wants me to do something for them, guess what? If they know me, discount. That's not equality. It's a discount. Why? Because I know you. You're my boy. We, we we broke bread together. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. We've ate together. Psh, half price. Like, let, let, let's do it. I mean, a lot of times I just ask, well, what's your budget? <coughs> and I just try to work w w within the budget. Why? Because we have a relationship. And I think that it's like, to me, that isn't wrong. That isn't bad. But to get a benefit of the doubt just based upon because I'm white, I think is a little ridiculous. Or, you know, gripping onto that so tightly, not wanting that to leave. Because here's my thing. If I'm not guilty and I get pulled over and I get arrested, guess what? More than likely, I'm going to beat the charge. Why? Because I'm not guilty. I'll take it to court. No big deal. 
That's the system. And if you don't like that system, well, guess what? Neither do black people, and that's how it works for them. They go to they, they go to jail, and they have to stand trial. And it's like, well, let, let the system do its thing. But we don't want to go into that. We, we as people, especially as white people, we, we don't want to go through that process. Does it look like I would steal? I say that all the time. Does it look like I would steal something? Because I get offended. I get offended whenever people look at me and think that I may be dishonest. So guess what? If I look at somebody else and I view them as it's a possibility that they could be dishonest based upon anything other than the actions that I'm seeing in the moment. And notice, I, I didn't say other than what they look like. I'm talking about actions in the moment. What, what I'm seeing and color is not one of them. Sorry, it's not. And I can just hear it now as far as like, get over it. Get over yourself. Let's be real right now. If you really want us to come together as a body, and what I'm saying is us, as all races coming together as one, we got to fight for each other. You know, that's my challenge. You see an injustice, stand up for them. Whether it's you or not, who cares? And a, a lot of times, you you can't allow someone else's um, actions to dictate your moral compass. And I, I've said that for, I don't know, pretty much my whole life. I can't allow someone else's actions or, or any type of outside force to dictate my moral compass. So I, I know some people are like, well, black people would never do that for us. So what? Do what's right. Did you know how much it sucks sometimes about having to do the right thing as a Christian? All the time. All the time. I get conviction on a regular basis over things that I know that I'm right in my thought process, but what I'm about to do and how I'm about to correct is not out of love, so I have to shut up. That sucks. It's horrible. But guess what? You have to do it. At some point, it has to be, I stand up for what's right. I stand up for love. I mean, Jesus basically says, you know, you keep all the commandments, you give all this money, yet you don't show love. And then he pretty much says, which I I know pastors and a lot of people who are in the... um, you know, financial sector in in regards to religion, we'll talk about the giving aspect, but if you're going to do one or the other, show love. If you only have one choice, the greatest of these is what? So that's where I'm at right now. And I mean, I'm sure that this is going to be something that I'm going to readdress and I'm going to you know, kind of elaborate on, and I'll even have, you know, a guest or two on, and this may be a couple part series. But man, this is something that like really bothers me because what 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 I hate to see is this. I vote Republican, and I'm a conservative white Christian male, and yet sometimes I think to myself, how in the world? Can I be in this demographic that this is what they think? 
I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, one step away from, you know, voting Democrat all the time. What I'm saying is that I am one step away from, you know, just losing it at times on people, but I don't because it. I know it's going to hurt my witness, but I cannot, I cannot sit back and just watch people you know, get raked over the coals and because it doesn't directly affect someone else that they don't step in and do something about it. Instead, it's like, oh no, nope, completely innocent. You guys are all irrational. This is just whatever. Or get over it. It's been 50 years. Man, whenever I hear that, my heart breaks. Because... Whenever I hear my dad or 60 years or whatever, whenever I hear my dad talk about 50 years ago, you know, because he just turned 60, it was nothing like the type of things that I know that, that my brothers and their families went through. You know, and, and if I believe that we are one body of Christ, then I do. That breaks my heart. And then whenever I see people who are claiming to be Christian to sit there and kind of just turn their nose up at it like as if it doesn't exist or get over it or whatever, then that's whenever I start just getting like, I, I am a protector by nature. I mean, it, it, it's weird because I'm the type of person that I may joke with somebody sarcastically or I may be ignorant, you know, and, and, and just trying to poke fun um, at times. But if I see someone genuinely hurting the same person that I was just kind of like just, you know, prodding a little bit and I can see that it's genuinely hurting them, bro, I've been in this situation. You can add there. There's several people that will say that I will stand up 100 percent right then, right there and put that other person in check. Picking on someone that you don't feel like that, that you have to be held accountable to or that you feel like is weaker than you is not strong. It's like whenever I hear all, all you know, this dude's like, oh man, I I I knocked out 10 people. I'm 10 and 0 in fights. If you're 10 and 0 in fights and you never lost, you're a punk. And the reason why is because you never pushed it whenever you could have lost. I honestly believe that there were times that you could have lost and you walked away. No one out here is the biggest or the baddest or whatever. You were a punk that day. That's it. And I feel like as white people sometimes, especially like we just punk out. The church just punks out. Like, oh, you know what? I, 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 I might offend some of my congregation, so I'm not even going to address racism. Or if I do, I'm just going to address it in a manner that, 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 that that's going to be presented like racism is wrong. Amen. And that's it. You know, no practical steps to help mend the situation we're just going to say that it's a sin but i guarantee you that if again going back to abortion or going back to marriage or i mean divorce i should say or going back to um pornography or you know homosexuality i guarantee you that that there would be more than just naming of the sin go deep on it explain why it's wrong explain why they're going to hell you know what's funny to me is I have heard in my lifetime 10 million things or 10 million sins 
that will send you to hell. And never one time have I heard it be racism. Not once. And I honestly believe that racism is a sin. So that's whenever I start getting like, all right, it's time to start addressing this. It's time to be real about this. And again, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon that says that every single thing is racist or anything like that. But anybody with two eyes and a rational mind can tell and see whenever it is. So in those moments, it's up to us to stand up. And that is whenever change is going to happen. Because you can see all the pain and all the anger and all the hurt. And maybe it is misguided a lot of times. Or people have an issue with Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. And I get it to a certain extent. But on the other hand, we don't have their back. And by we, I mean, do do do, do white people have their back? Are, are, are we, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about as a whole now. I understand that like the, 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 there are smaller you know, groups and things like that. But as a whole, as a narrative, do we have their back as a voice, as a, um, you know, interlocking voice? Do we have their back or is it like, Hey man, life sucks for everyone. Get over it. Well, life may suck for everyone, but if we're in a position, if we're in a position for change or, 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 or to make or to spur change, that's what we should do. And so I sit back and these are the things that I think about what we're talking about right now, because when, whenever I see, you know, Christians holding up signs are like, God hates fags. I'm just like, whatever, you're stupid. Like, I'll pray for you. And I hope that the rest of your theology is sound because I, I, I do believe that you can sin and you know, go to heaven, but if not, dude, if the rest of your life is just in shambles, bro, you're going to hell, man. Like, get your head in the game, bro. Like, that's what, that's what bothers me. That's what keeps me up. Is that, and, and again, it's like the protector inside of me. Like, I know what it's like to walk into church, you know, the very first day and have somebody say, surprised to see you here. As a matter of fact, on that day, I decided, one, I would dig my heels in deeper, and two, I prayed ever since then for God not to let me forget that day. Never let me forget the day that I first walked in the church and felt uncomfortable, and never forget the day that it felt like that I was being judged, and three, the day that I knew I was being judged. All that happened the very first time that I walked into church. I felt it, and then there was confirmation. That, to me, is what keeps me going in this. So I never want someone else to feel alone whenever they walk into church. Whenever someone comes to me and has an issue, I want to be there to be like, you know what, I know exactly what you're talking about. How can I help you? And it's the same way with race to me. I never want somebody else to think that because of my race or because of my color that they can't come and talk to me about an issue or a problem that they're having, even if it's with other white people. Because I may not be able to solve it. I may not have a solution in the moment. But they will know that I've got their back. If it's ridiculous, 100%, I've got your back. Trust me, I'll go to the bat for you. You can ask people that I've worked with. You can ask people that I interned with. Man, whenever I'm down, I'm loyal. I'm willing to take a beating for you. You know, I'm, 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 I'm willing to endure the struggle with you. 
And that's what I think the church, especially the white church, needs to have an approach to this whole racism thing that says, you know what, I've got your back. Let's endure together. I understand that it sucks and it has, but you know what? This is all I got. And, and, and maybe what we have isn't the solution, but at least they can see that we care. At least they know that it's different. At least they know that whenever they feel like that, it, that all hope is lost, that it'll never be what it should. There's people like me over there saying, yeah, it is, man, and I got your back no matter what. So anyway, this is Jonathan Cunningham. This has been my not-so-expert opinion. Be on the lookout. Got a whole bunch more podcasts coming. This was not what I was intending on having as far as my first podcast, but it's just something that's been burning inside of me ever since, I mean, I don't know. Ever, I just feel like ever since, you know, um, I have strong friendships, you know, in, in, in other circles, and that's just really... You know, what I feel like that God has been putting on my heart as far as part of my calling is to bridge that gap. And I know people that look at me and think that's impossible, but I'm like, no, it's not. Because what people are looking for is authenticity and being genuine. That's it. So anyway, um, I'll have more, you know, social media stuff, blah, 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 all, all, all that stuff to follow coming soon. But um, yeah, I, I just wanted to get this out there. Hope you guys enjoy um, the, the rest of your night, day, morning, afternoon, whatever time it is that, you know, you're listening to this. God bless you guys. See you.